Five Breakfast. Catch up. Five every single Monday. Five Breakfast delivers you a big sport interview, and there's not much bigger than this. I've been very lucky to not only meet but interview this man a bunch of times. Now I'm going to get the pleasure of having Aaron interview him. But this is the man, guys, who made me fall in love with rugby because when he was playing in the blue and white hoops of VP Olekadung, Western Province, he was doing his somersaults whenever he scored a try, and then of course doing them for the Springboks. Also, the absolute legendary former winger of the Springboks, Brayton Pulser. It is such a pleasure to have you on, my brother. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, Dan, man. It's such a pleasure speaking to you again. I mean, we've, we've spoken a few times. Back to back World Cup champions, baby. I don't even know how to respond to that emotion anymore. Let me hand over to Aaron, who's going to be interviewing you. Aaron, enjoy yourself because Brayton's a legend. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited. Brayton, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Aaron, man. So good to talk to you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm still, uh, I'm still trying to process what happened the weekend because. The last three weeks has just been too much for all of us, I think. You know, it's been so a little bit crazy. From, yeah, from all walks of life, uh, got behind the box and really behind the box. And I, and I know the guys felt it over there. You know, they needed some sort of grunt and grunt to to get over the line that last five minutes. And, and and man, they did it again. They always find a way to get over the line. Definitely, we spoke about it on the show this morning. Specifically, that last seven minutes. How did yeah. you handle the last seven minutes? Because yo, some of us were, hey, we were shaking in our boots, yeah. eh? <laughs> it, it is nerve-wracking, and I mean, obviously, because when a game is so tight, it can go either way. You know, a referee's decision can go against you. Uh, you know, we can get a yellow card, like unfortunately, Jason Colby got. And uh, I tell you what, you know, these players, uh, they've been working a lot with psychologists as well, and I think that emotional intelligence. You could see from the box point of view, you know, these guys are certainly working on that because, uh, you know, you can only control what you can control. Uh, you can't control what a referee do to you. You can't control when there's a situation like a red card. How do you handle the situations? And these boys, man, they somehow unite, they somehow galvanize, and they somehow just stick together, stick to the plan and believe. I think the belief in this camp, it's an easy word to throw around, but the belief in this camp is far greater than I've seen in many sporting teams around the world. And I mean, Sia Kulisi and, and his boys, you know, they, they, they give us heart palpitations, but they always also give us a lot of joy, man. <laughs> you speak about Sia Kulisi there. I would like to, to put you on the spot a little bit yep. and make a, a big comparison. Right? Siamtanda Kulisi or Richie McCall? Siamtanda Kulisi. Siamtanda Kulisi. How so? Siamtanda Kulisi because, you know, just the story. Uh, where Sia has come from, uh, what he's done to, to get to the higher level, highest level of the sport, which is rugby in our country, uh, and, and also how he's handling himself as a person, and, and just the ambassador that he is for all of us in South Africa. I mean, this guy... Uh, you know, really has taken uh, to this role like uh, a duck to water. And it's incredible how humble he has been without this process. He's a real guy. You know, he speaks to the masses. He's not trying to, uh, you know, uh, speak to, you know, I would almost say CEOs, if, if you like, because what, what's, about, what, what's important about South Africa is to find hope and, and to find inspiration and to give people inspiration in terms of how you handle yourself at the biggest level. I mean, I don't think Sia understands the impact that he's having uh, to so many of us. And, and just because of that, I feel, you know, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a legend already and he's still so young and he's, he's done so, so much for us as a country and as people. And, and for them as well, they always speak about playing for a greater cause. And you can see it clearly that these guys, you know, they represent South Africa from all walks of life and they, they unite, they united as a team. 
most certainly. You speak about inspiration. I would say that the 2019 Rugby World Cup final victory was quite inspirational. But this one was like at the next level. What do you think made this campaign a lot more special than the one in 2019? It felt different, eh? didn't it? Because uh, if you speak to Rossi as well, I mean, we, we spoke to Rossi before they went to the World Cup, and Rossi said, you know, 2019 was obviously a blessing. Uh, he didn't prepare this team to win 2019. Obviously, you know, it was a bonus, and, and we take it any kind of day. But I think once you're the world champions, team will come for you. Teams will analyze you to the last tee, to the last detail, and try and derail you, you know, from your throne, which is, which is that we know. So it is so difficult to make it back-to-back. I mean, we are the second team after New Zealand to make it back-to-back. And I mean, this group of players, you know, they are a special breed. Yes, I mean, we we, we, we didn't play sort of a attractive brand of rugby, especially the last three weeks. But let me tell you, um, you know, unfortunately, you got to go back to basics. You got to try and play low-risk rugby. And that is what the box did the last couple of weeks. And for me, um, I mean, the last week, you could have felt, I mean, I was everywhere in the country last week. I was mm. in Bobella, I was in Cape Town, and I was, I was everywhere. And I just saw green everywhere. And I saw the videos and messages from people. It felt like a bit like 95. And that, that's a kind of impact these guys are having on our country. Most certainly. I want to shine a spotlight on the legacy of this particular Springbok team that has been yeah. led by Siam Tanda Kulisi. We know that Jacques Ninaba will be leaving the squad. Some of the senior players like Dwayne Vermeulen also have now played at their last yeah. Rugby World Cup. The legacy that this squad has left, for you as a man who has donned the green and gold, what legacy is that in, in your opinion? Yeah, it is incredible. It, it, it goes beyond what rugby means to South Africa. And, and, I, and, I, and I say it again, they use this platform to, to tell South Africans that, guys, it is possible. Not everybody needs to go to a private school to become a springbok, for instance. You know, not everybody needs to, to have a master's degree to get into the box setup. If you have the talent, if you're good enough, you will get an opportunity. I tell you what, uh, Aaron, I played in springbok teams where... Uh, it was, you know, all about the coach. You know, it was a highway or no way. Uh, it was his way or no other way. And this team, thank goodness for Rossi, he came in, he gave opportunities to guys like Sia as a captain. Who would have thought he gave opportunities to guys like Lucania, Makazola, Pimpi, Jason uh, Colby, you know, uh, small guys, smaller guys. And, I mean, these guys are superheroes in this team. And I think they won't realize the impact now. But... Let me tell you, 10 years from now, they would, they would actually understand that how massive and how important this, especially now with our country full of challenges, how important uh, their role is in the greater schemes of South Africa. I mean, it's the people's team. People love this team. And the legacy that they will leave, we need to cling on that forever. Looking at uh, the future, I have to put you on the spot and ask you, sure. Jacques Ninaba is, is leaving the Springbok setup. Some would say that Rassi Rasmus is is the coach, but who do you think will be head will be named the new head coach for the Springboks? Yeah, Aaron. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Obviously, uh, you know they, they did mention that Rassi will be interim for the meantime, and I mean these guys are really good in terms of how they process everything. Like obviously, there's a lot of emotions now after the World Cup, and and people would like to know who the next coach will be. But I think when it comes to continuity, 
um you know there's i would say there's a guy i mean john davis he's in a squat at the moment mm. and there's umzan belly stick those guys must be the front runners and people forget that there's a guy by the name of john akerman i don't you remember oh, him yes. yeah he's also <laughs> you know so so between those three guys i mean just my feeling i think we we need to continue you know uh, sort of with people who understand the springbok culture you can't get a guy in again who doesn't understand the springbok culture uh, doesn't matter how good he is then the team won't have the success that they currently have but man let's just celebrate now and let's uh, enjoy the moment of these world champions well brayton pauls uh, dan here brayton pauls uh, speaking about legacy brayton pauls uh, from a place called de kier Koa Bokkefeld, who literally was the inspiration for young players of color playing on the wing, smaller guys for whom rugby didn't seem to be the place for them, coming from tiny communities far out there in the Western Cape. We thank you for your legacy. And so, Brayden, I just want to ask you one final question. My brother. Cheslin Colby and Kirtley Orenza are two yeah. proper wingers, hey? Because I know, I know how upset South Africa fans were two months ago when they realized that the likes of Makazola Mapimpi, uh, Grant Williams, Kenny Moody, who'd walk into nearly every rugby team yeah. in the world, were not our starting wingers, but Kirtley Orenza and Cheslin yeah. Colby, two of the greatest we've ever had, surely. Surely, Dan. Those guys are special. You know, they, they are so fast. They are so good. They... And I mean, they're not scared. You know, they got big hearts. Little guys with big hearts, and and that for me, it's quite important. When you play the highest level and you're a little bit small, uh, you know, I I just need to learn them how to a little to be cocky a little bit. You know, Dan. And then I, <laughs> the but <laughs> I mean, they're the humble guys out of the field. I mean, I've spoken to Jason and Kirtley. Those guys are shy guys, man. Yeah. But give them a ball, give them space, and they will sense. absolutely destroy you. And I mean, <laughs> people also forgot the tackle, that important tackle that Kirtley Arnold did on Mikko Oluani. I mean, you know how strong those guys are. So, they are magic guys, you know, and yeah. may the future book coaches also invest in these kind of players 100%. because rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes. Absolutely. Brayden Paul, sir, thank you so much for your time. It's a privilege. Have a beautiful day, my brother. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank Cheers, you, guys. Man. Catch up on some of the best moments from Five Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5 5FM- 5 Dot Zero Dot City.